Welcome to Media Business. I'm Tony Conley, and this is the Michigan Business Network. We've got a great guest for you today. Patrice Johnson is the chair of PureIntegrityMichiganElections.org. We're going to learn a little bit about what they do and talk about the contract with Michigan. Patrice, how are you? I'm very well. Thank you very much for having me on, Tony. All right. What is PureIntegrityMichiganElections.org? Well, PureIntegrityMichiganElections.org is the website for Pure Integrity for Michigan Elections, which is our group. We started just about a little over a year ago after the 2020 elections. There were six or eight of us sitting around my kitchen table, kind of moaning and groaning and complaining. We decided, well, this isn't getting us anywhere. Let's get organized and get focused. And somebody said, well, if we're going to focus on something, we better focus on election integrity because without our votes, we don't have anything. So that's how we began. And now we're up to over 700 supporters. Yeah. Before we talk about election integrity, I want to do a little bit about being involved. We hear so much about getting involved at the local, county, and state level. There's a huge push where I live in the Lansing area to get folks more involved with school boards. You hear the same for the county election. Is that what you're seeing and hearing? And what do you think has driven this? Oh, absolutely. We're seeing that very much. And we're encouraging it because actually our whole republic depends on individual involvement, citizen involvement. And I think for a long time, most of us just took for granted that our representatives were going to be looking out for us and we weren't paying all that much attention. And now people are paying more attention. So There is a narrative out there which has some great debate and that involves elections integrity. There are folks that are trying to make it easier for people to vote and there are others who want us to have some standards where you have to use ID and set some limits. What's your take on that? Well, we are very much of the position that we should have every individual citizen should have one vote. And in order to ensure that, we need protections. We need to have voter ID. Actually, the drop boxes were a disaster. Ballot harvesting is occurring at an awful rate. Just to give you an example, last Sunday, our group did a canvassing in East Lansing. And We knocked on 71 doors, and of those doors, about 35 people answered. And we filled out 23 affidavits from people saying that something was wrong with the election rolls. For example, one resident said he voted in person, but it was recorded as a no vote. Four people did not live at the named address and voted absentee. Five residents voted in person, but it was recorded as absentee ballots. And then we had 16 people that did not live at the named address during the 2020 election. So out of the 35 households, we had 23 affidavits, which is about 75% of the households that we knocked on. Now, granted, our data analysts had kind of selected households that they thought might be an issue. So, And what's interesting about that, Patrice, is East Lansing is notoriously liberal and votes Democratic. So it's interesting you went into that community. Well, there's a lot of over because of the college students, but we were surprised. I'd say 99.9% of the people were really glad to see us. We were just volunteers. We weren't getting paid. And they were very glad to see that we're trying to keep the voter rolls. This is not a liberal or Republican issue. It's an issue of integrity. Patrice, why is there such a push to eliminate more barriers, if you will, is what they're called. And I use that adjective on purpose from opposition that says you shouldn't need picture ID and you shouldn't have to leave your home to vote. What's the big deal about having a picture, about going to vote, 
about making sure that there is integrity with the absentee ballots? Well, there's one very good reason for that, and that is if you wanted to cheat, the way to do that is to have no voter ID and to have no checks and balances. For example, at the TCF Center, 3% of the people there on the other side of the aisle were Republicans. The rest, 97% of the people there were Democrats. And when you don't have a checks and balance system, you don't have balance. Obviously, there's been a lot of talk about the last election. President Trump had several lawsuits pending. There were several states that had several lawsuits that basically those lawsuits stated they didn't think that there was enough safeguards, that there was enough integrity with those elections. Yet, there really wasn't a lot of substantial evidence of that, at least enough to get judges to change their minds. Talk a little bit about that. Well, that's a good point because the judges didn't, in general, didn't hear the cases. They didn't look at the evidence. And until you hear a case and you let the evidence be presented, you don't hear both sides. So I think there are a lot of people, myself included, that think that they should have been tried in court and the evidence should have come out, but it didn't. And I think there was a a lot of political pressure. It's not a good thing when the week after the election, you have authorities saying it was the safest, most secure election ever. You don't hear that in a republic. You hear that in other countries that are totalitarian. And Patrice, I'm trying to wrap my arms around, we're putting people in space and we've created all these great vaccines and we've done so many great things. Can't we figure out a way how to tally the votes <laughs> by the end of the night? Why is that such a challenge? especially here in the state of Michigan. Well, you bring up a very good point because here in the state of Michigan, we are limited to precincts no larger than 1,999 people. So if you have one precinct, you're talking about less than 2,000 people you're counting for. And every time you have more precincts, you get more deputy clerks and more assistants. I believe decentralization is probably a good way to ensure the security of the ballot and the vote. Do we have the technology we need also for elections? Yes, I think that the issue with the technology is that it needs to be certified. You can't have modems hooked up to the machines that are transmitting data. You need to have these devices secure. It's wonderful if everybody's honest, but you can't assume that. You have to assume the worst and protect the voters. Every voter has one vote. That's all they have in terms of expressing their individualism and their freedom to their government. So that's a very sacred right that we have, and we need to guard that. We're talking with Patrice Johnson, who's the chair of Pure Integrity Michigan Elections. I'm Tony Conley. This is Media Business. When we come back, we're going to talk more about the contract with Michigan here on the Michigan Business Network. For something to grow, it takes time, like the equity in your home. That's why LaughQ offers a home equity line of credit, because frequent watering of your houseplants may be recommended. Now can we get a new roof? Not so much the rest of the house. Want the best rates for a home equity line of credit? Ask for LaughQ. Stop in today or go to LaughQ.com slash home equity. LaughQ, your credit union for life.
Welcome back to Media Business. I'm Tony Connolly. This is the Michigan Business Network. We're talking with Patrice Johnson, who's the chair of Pure Integrity Michigan Elections. Patrice, we were just talking about the integrity of the 2020 elections. What do you think about 2022? Are you confident, more confident or less confident that our elections will have integrity? Well, I think that remains to be seen, but I think that we have citizens all around the country standing up and looking now. We have people signing up to be precinct inspectors and precinct delegates, and we have people that are pushing petitions to secure with voter ID. And as long as we can express ourselves, be visible, be there, and be a checks and balance, I think things will be better. But I think it's one of those things that you can't take for granted. Freedom isn't free. It takes the involvement of citizens, and that's what it's going to take. At pureintegritymichiganelections.org, you have been putting up folks who are running for office and them signing the contract with Michigan. What's the contract with Michigan? Well, thank you for asking, Tony. The contract is something that basically grew out of our supporters asking, well, how do we know who to trust? How do we know when somebody's telling us the truth and what candidates to select? So we decided to take a survey of our members and find out what were basically their biggest priorities. And, you know, it wasn't probably any coincidence, but they aligned very closely with the Constitution of the United States and with Michigan. So from there, we created a contract and we had various people like William Wagner review it. And the intent is now, if these folks get elected, then we can use these 12 point as a measuring system to see how people track in terms of honoring the Constitution and upholding citizens' rights. How many folks have you had signed the contract with Michigan? Oh, oh, thank you for asking. Yes, we have, I think, 14 folks that have signed. And actually, we've got more in the queue. We just haven't had a chance to process them. What I'm interested to know, have you asked anyone and them said, no, they didn't want to sign? No, we've had people basically read it, which we always encourage and think about it. And we've had people say, well, we should also add this. We should add this. <laughs> but we try to keep it to 12 points that are fairly clear cut and very measurable. Yeah. And just looking at those 12 points, it does look uh, similar to the constitution. What you folks are seeking just to be open, honest, and transparent, the use of free speech, the right to bear arms, the protection uh, against the nation of invasion, and also that to secure the borders and the need to uphold and enforce immigration laws. And as you know, we've had some challenges there. Yeah, we've had some serious challenges there. And then recently, Senator Ruth John mentioned in a hearing that we have non-citizens being automatically registered to vote when they change the title of their vehicles. So we have a serious issue in terms of citizens being registered to vote. Only so citizens. talk a little bit about that. How does that happen? Does it happen automatically? How does that work? Well, it, it is happening automatically. In 2019, the Secretary of State signed Michigan up to join ERIC, the Electronic Registration Information Center. And that center was marketed as a voter cleanup process, but it doesn't take people off the voter rolls. It just adds them. So since then, Michigan has bulged to the point where we have 102.4% of registered voters more compared to eligible voters. <laughs> so we have right, more so. <laughs> registered voters than eligible voters in the state right now. How does that happen? <laughs> it's impossible. 
And it means that the voter rolls are not clean. There's a lot of work that needs to be done to clean them up. Well, doesn't that raise red flags for folks in charge of elections as well as the Secretary of State? Well, yes, it should. The Auditor General recently came out and said that voter rolls were not being cleaned and compared with the driver's license registrations. And so there will be some focus on that, but it really needs to happen with all expediency. It's very important. We're talking with Patrice Johnson, who is the chair of Pure Integrity Michigan Elections. When we come back, we're going to talk with Patrice about the media and how we can do a better job at covering integrity for elections in Michigan, as well as politics in general. We'll do that next. I'm Tony Conley. This is Media Business on the Michigan Business Network. Perfectly managed meetings, carefully planned conferences, and beautiful beginnings. That's what you'll find at Treetops Resort. We have an ideal location just minutes from I-75 and over 25,000 square feet of meeting and convention space. No matter what you're planning, let our spectacular views, spacious lodging, and outstanding customer service show you why Treetops is Michigan's most spectacular resort. Get a no-hassle quote for your next meeting at treetops.com or call at 888-TREETOPS. Welcome back to Media Business. I'm Tony Conley. This is Michigan Business Network. We're talking with Patrice Johnson, who's the chair of Pure Integrity Michigan Elections. Patrice, what's been the most interesting to you? What have you learned the most since you've been working with Pure Integrity Michigan Elections, good and bad? What have you learned? Well, I've learned if you're talking about the media, that's one thing. If you're talking about the voter rolls, that's another. Let's start with the voter rolls. The voter rolls, I'm very disappointed that they are they're spongy. They need to be cleaned up. And we have enormous problems with the voter rolls. And it's not the clerk's fault. It's the issue of the Michigan belonging to this ERIC system that only adds voters and very rarely deletes them. So the clerks, I think, might be deleting them. But every six weeks, the Michigan Department of Motor Vehicles, as well as the voter registrations are uploaded. And I don't think ERIC is taking off the people that clerks are deleting. So what's the solution to clean that up? Michigan needs to get out of it. It's a third-party system that hasn't filed an annual report in five years. It was funded by George Soros, and it has no transparency. Michigan should not belong to that, Eric, program. It's devastating to election integrity in this state. And then who's at the forefront for keeping us involved with it? Well, Chair of State, Jacqueline Benson, signed us up in 2019. 31 states do participate in this because they don't see an alternative. You do need to, when somebody leaves the state, take them off the rolls. But there are other solutions for that other than joining a third-party system. You mentioned, Patrice, that there's growing support for what you're doing. Have you had some pushback? Have you had people tell you to stop doing what you're doing and make it more challenging for you? Oh, actually, most people have been very encouraging. If anything, there's too much to do. (laughs) But no, people are very happy to see people getting involved. And I think there was an enormous amount of frustration after the elections and people just felt something wasn't right and they didn't know what to do. So rather than spinning their tires, they're finding by getting involved in an organization like ours, they can actually be productive and move forward and fix things. And I've already asked you this question, but I got to entertain it again. 
If there were so many people concerned, how come the challenges for this were either put on the back burner or just not supported by fact, according to either the courts or the mainstream media? Well, I think it takes time, and there isn't a lot of time between election and the certification. And now people are finding out, they're digging, and a lot of the mischief that went on was not an easy thing to find. It was very well orchestrated, complex algorithms. Just the fact that you can have people that vote in person and their ballot doesn't count because somebody submitted an absentee ballot in their name to a high percentage rate, that's very significant. It's also something that nobody would ever suspect because we don't look to see Generally, I don't think we look online to see if we voted and how we voted individually. Patrice, how do we in the media do when it comes to reporting on election integrity, elections in general? Well, I think it depends on the media. There are, unfortunately, there's left-leaning media and right-leaning media, and really all we need are truth fighters. And I think the whole idea of questioning the elections became kind of a boo. And that put pressure on people not to go that direction. But as evidence comes out, more and more people are looking at it. And I'm confident the media will be paying more attention as information comes out. So what do you think we in the media can do to improve on that? Be curious. Look what's happening in Georgia, for example. Look what's happening in Colorado. Look what's happening in Michigan. And you have individual grassroots groups that are doing phenomenal work, analyzing the voter rolls. They're analyzing the data. They're looking at at how, for example, when we were canvassing, we found an address that doesn't exist. (laughs) So it's not rocket science in all cases. It's just looking at the voter rolls and saying, oh, this house is supposed to be right here between these two houses, and there is no such address, that kind of thing. So it just takes some involvement as opposed to just letting those in power slide along on things where they should be paying more attention. All right, final question for you, Patrice. How do you get people to get more involved? We've heard of a lot of people complaining about it, having questions, maybe not even knowing what to do. How can we encourage people? How can we motivate people to become involved? Well, I think people are wanting to become involved. They just haven't known necessarily what they could do. And that's what our group has been. We're focused on, we go up to the Capitol and testify on all the election-related bills. We analyze all the election-related bills. We have committees that work on this ERIC system or auditing the voter rolls. We have people working the petitions and signing up to be election inspectors. I think a lot of times if people can just become part of a group, they can pick the direction they want to go, but then they have a direction that they can move. And I think that's very healthy. The website is pureintegritymichigan.org. We've been talking with Patrice Johnson, who is the chair of Pure Integrity Michigan Elections. Patrice, appreciate your time so much. Thank you. Thank you, Tony. You're listening to Media Business and Tony Conley, and this is the Michigan Business Network.